you're looking good, you're sounding good, you smell good, you're all things good this morning. And I'm excited that you're here today. Today we are having an anointing service, which is a moment that we are taking to, in our service to be able to pray for each person that wants prayer this morning and just set up our 2019 right. Every one of us, as soon as we become a believer in Jesus Christ, are anointed. We are anointed by God, we are called, we are equipped, we are empowered by God. And today is just basically an expression of that. It's an outward sign of what's already happened on the inside. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be praying for everybody's 2019. It's a bit like water baptism, something that we do. It's an external thing that we do, but it's showing an internal decision that's happened on the inside and a transaction that's taken place where we've gone from death to life. And that's the same. When we anoint people with oil, there's nothing so special about the oil that um, we kind of, you could get your dipstick out of your car and you could get the oil out of there. You could put some sunscreen on if you wanted to. If you're going to go to the cricket later on today, you could do that. It doesn't matter about that. It doesn't matter how the oil is applied. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a famous artist and spend hours just putting the anointing oil on someone's forehead. And you can just can be slipped, slop, slapped straight on. Maybe not slapped at the end, but that's cool. And we just anoint people as a reminder that every one of us are saved and called. As Tim's already spoken about in Psalm 23 this morning, how I anoint my head with oil. You anoint my head with oil. And it's a reminder that the the oil is a representation of the Holy Spirit, His power, His provision, who He is in our life, that we would set up our 2019 right, being reminded again that God has anointed and equipped you. I love Pastor Rick Warren. He he talks about the anointing this way as his definition of the anointing. He says, when God's Holy Spirit gives you supernatural insight, ability, stamina, wisdom, or authority, or protection that you don't normally have in order to do a job that he has chosen you to do. I love that thought. You are anointed for the appointment that God has for you. Every one of us have appointments in store for us in 2019. And today is a reminder that you are anointed for it. That God has got you. He has got your back. All of his authority and his empowerment is with you and is on your life. And so this morning, I just want to speak just briefly for about 20 minutes, and then we're going to take some time in the service to anoint people with oil. And I just want to speak this morning on the title, The Audacity to Ask. The Audacity to Ask. Have you ever noticed that kids don't have any problem whatsoever asking? They will go to a toy store and they will see toys there and they will think that you have an unlimited amount of funds to be able to buy whatever they want. I believe it gets worse as they get older because the toys are a lot more expensive and they have no fear in asking you to pay for it. They have no fear in grabbing it and chucking a tantrum when they don't get it and just asking and asking and asking and asking until you finally relent and buy the toy for them. They have no fear in doing that. But something happens, I think, as we get older is sometimes I think we have this inability to ask. We kind of become self-sufficient. Perhaps there can be pride that can come in our lives. And this can sometimes transfer over to our relationship with God. And prayer becomes a last resort instead of a first priority. When things get really bad, when all hell is breaking loose and things are going really bad in my life, then I will ask God. But otherwise, I'll work it out myself. 
And that's kind of a sad state of affairs that sometimes we can kind of have that mentality as Christians. And all of us have been guilty of that at times. But I want to remind us again of the ability that we have to be able to access the Lord Jesus Christ through prayer, through communication with Him. It's a powerful moment that we can have to connect with the Creator of the universe. And I think that sometimes it's something that we need to be reminded again to have the audacity to ask. It says in Scripture that we can boldly approach the throne of grace. I love that thought, that every one of us has boldness to be able to come to a heavenly Father and can have an interaction and relationship with Him. In fact, I was stirred about this, and we've got Vision Sunday that's coming up on the 10th of February. It's going to be three weeks in February, and I am so excited about Vision Sunday and all that is coming up there. And uh, we have so much planned for those three weeks, and it's unmissable. But I was stirred about it over these last couple of weeks about thinking about all that's ahead for City Church and the great things that we are planning and believing for and and all the things that we are looking at doing over this year and and all that is to come. And as I was thinking about it, I think, you know what, we need to start. I feel like the Holy Spirit really impressed on me. We need to start this year right. We need to start it with prayer. And so what we're going to do as a church is we're going to do a seven-day prayer and fasting leading up to Vision Sunday. So on the 3rd of February, all the way through from that Sunday through to the Saturday the next week, we're going to just take some time. Perhaps you want to fast um, social media or coffee. That could be a killer. Uh, I don't know. Some people may not survive that. I don't know. Um, or you want to do the Daniel fast or whatever you would like to do. We want to encourage everybody to find something that you could sacrifice. It's not a competition who sacrifices the most. It's not about that. It's about setting aside time and saying, God, you are my priority. And I'm starting this year right. As we lean into the vision and all that's, for, all that's ahead of us, we want to make sure that our passion for Jesus is foremost. That is why we do everything that we do. We want to make sure that we have a spiritual hunger for God. And so those seven days, we're going to take some time together. There'll be a devotional on each of those days that you can read and join us online with. But I want you to think about that. I wanted to mention it now. So you've got a couple of weeks to kind of think about what could you sacrifice over those seven days and set aside. And instead of doing that, take some time to be able to pray and pray into. We'll have some different prayer points on each of those days that we can pray for. But I just think, what a powerful thing that we could do together as a church and set up our year right. And it's really about us centering ourselves and making sure that Jesus is our priority above everything else before we start this year. So the audacity to ask, there's a passage in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you come with me there? 1 Chronicles chapter 4. This is a powerful, powerful passage. Let me read it to you. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 1. It says this, The sons of Judah, Perez, Hezron, Karma, Hur, and Shabal. Reah, the son of Shobal, father, Johath, and Johath's father, Ahmali, Lahad. These were the clans of the Zarathites. These were the sons of Etam, Jethral, Ishmael, and Edebesh. And the name of their sister was Hazalapona. And for now fathered Gedor, and Ezer fathered Hashar. These were the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ebroth, the father of Bethlehem. Is anybody encouraged? <laughs> Asher, the father of Teko, and two wives, Hala and Narah. Narah bore him a Hashem, Hafir, <laughs> I'm already speaking Japanese for Jono and Steph next week, Tamini, and Hashatara. These were the sons of Narah. 
These sons of Hela, Serath, Isha, Ethan, Kosha, Father, Anub, Zobeth, and the clans of Haram, the sons of Haram. Who's encouraged so far? What a great passage, just edifying your spirit this morning. Verse 9, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be upon me, and that you would keep me from harm, so that, it may, so that I may not bring pain. And God granted his request. Shelob, the brother of Shoah, father Mahir, and fathers Eshtam, Eshton's father, Betharapah, Basam, and Tetna, the father of El Nananash, these are the men of Rakah. And it goes on. What happened in this passage? In the middle of this genealogy, I was having fun this morning because I wanted to highlight a point. In the middle of this genealogy, there's this man called Jabez that stands out above the rest. In fact, they talk about Jabez as he's this man who he's actually named after the word pain because he brings sorrow. His mom loved him so much, she called him sorrowful. That's literally what the meaning of his name is, Jabez. And this man that had come from sorrow, this man that had caused so much pain, had this moment in his life where he had the audacity to ask God to bless him and to touch his life in a supernatural way, so much so that out of 600 people that are spoken about in this book of the Bible, Jabez stands out above the rest. Why did he stand out so much? Because he had the audacity to ask God and to ask for God's favor and anointing to be upon his life. I love this. I love the fact that Jabez understood the God of Israel, the covenant God, the God that would partner with you and that would work powerfully and supernaturally in your life. That's the God that he called out to. And every one of us today have the ability to have access to our Heavenly Father. Every one of us today have the ability to be able to ask, the audacity to ask God to touch our lives in a powerful way. And so this year, I'm believing for four things for your life in 2019. The first one is this, number one, God's provision. If you look at this passage, it says, Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me. It seems like the most selfish prayer ever prayed in Scripture. He's not praying for the nations to be saved. He's not praying for some kind of mighty move of God. He's praying for God to bless his life. Why would he do that? It seems so selfish. It seems so self-indulgent to be able to kind of pray that prayer. But he understood this thought that you are blessed to be a blessing. That blessing is an internal thing as much as it's an external thing as well. There is a whole bunch of people in our world today that have a whole lot of money. And they have so much excess and so much wealth. And that is fantastic. But it's not something that actually can make you peaceful on the inside. We can have all the excess, all the wealth in the world. But it can sometimes leave us empty as many celebrities will attest to on the inside. There is so much depression rampant with people that have so much excess and so much wealth. So it shows me that that isn't the answer. Have you ever, ever had somebody that has bought you a lottery ticket? Sometimes in our family, people buy us um, a lottery ticket or put us into a, a syndicate. And then you start imagining $80 million wins. 
Anybody ever felt like that? And you start dreaming and you start thinking about what you're going to... I mean, you actually, you're financial planning right now. You're starting to think about what am I going to do with the 80 million? And then I start, this is what I do, I start convincing God, I would be a good candidate because God... I'll tithe on it. God, I'll give to your church. I'll do this. And I'll still have millions of, uh, left over for me. And I'm planning it. I'm like, what about those people that win millions of dollars and then they lose it within five years? There's a huge statistic that people do that. God, I won't be that person. I'll be a good steward of the money. So I'm a good person to be able to do it. And then you live with actual disappointment when you don't win. Like you expected it to happen and then it didn't actually happen. And you have real disappointment in your life. Well, can I just say that finances and and all of those things, they are fantastic. But I'm talking this morning about being blessed on the inside. That you'd have a a peace on the inside, a real joy on the inside, a hope that is uh, something that cannot be taken from you. That's the kind of blessing that I'm talking about on your life for 2009. I hope that that translates to blessing in material wealth and other things as well, blessing in health and other things in your family. I love in Scripture, it says in 3 John verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That's what I believe for your life in 2019, that you would know God's provision. I love in Psalm 133, it has an incredible passage here that talks about the blessing that comes upon people as there's unity. It says, How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountain of Zion. And these, sorry, and there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. If you ever look up anything about Mount Hermon, there is constantly dew at Mount Hermon. So much so that it actually creates in a dry part of the world, it creates these rivers and these streams that go down to link into the Jordan River. And it's constantly flowing from that, from that mountain. And that's the, the description that it gives there about what unity does. There's this refreshing kind of blessing that kind of flows from that. And I'm believing that for City Church. I, I, we are a unified church. We are a church that is heading in the same direction, that's unified, that's family. And I just believe that from that, the promises of God are true that blessing will flow. Streams of provision will flow into our church. In fact, it's been prophesied over this last year that we would see God's provision and God's flow in supernatural ways throughout this church. And I believe for that in 2019. I believe for that in your life. The second thing I'm believing for in your life in 2019 is God's progress. It says, oh, that you would bless me. And then he goes on to say, and enlarge my border. We wouldn't just be blessed, but we would understand that God wants to progress our life. He wants to see us move forward. He wants to see us take steps where we grow in our faith, grow in our understanding. He wants to see businesses grow and people's influence grow and see people's platforms grow in their life. God doesn't want us just to remain the same. He wants to take what we've been given. We are blessed to be a blessing. God loves it when our influence is turned up. I love one of the words that was spoken over our church talking about how like the dimmer switch has been touched by God and that the light was going to shine brighter than ever before, that it was going to be turned up, that it was going to be more influential. We are a city on a hill, that our good deeds that we do in our community would glorify our Father in heaven. I love that thought, 
that we would see God's blessing on our life, God's progress, that he would take our lives and use us for his glory and for his influence on the earth. At Christmas time, I got a Garmin watch, which is all about fitness. It records your time, it records your heartbeat, it records all the things that you kind of do and how much calories you've lost, all that kind of stuff. And so Amy bought me this watch, perhaps trying to hint at something. And so from there, I've started doing some runs. And so I've been running maybe three, four times uh, a week. And I'm just trying to get into the rhythm of it, but I'm so competitive that I, I click my watch to start and I just cannot bear the thought of doing a slower time than what I did the day before. And so I will do whatever it takes, even to the point of almost wanting to vomit, to try and beat my own time. It seems like that's just what I want to do. It's funny in our life, I think, how we can live so competitive with the people that are around and about us. We can look at their lives and we can see what they've got and their progress and their blessing and the things that are happening in their life. And we can look at it and be so competitive and think, well, why doesn't that happen in my life? We can look at their family and their house and their friends and their, and their cars and all that they have. And we can think that we, we deserve that, but we don't have it. What's interesting to me, the thing about this watch is that it's actually not comparing with anybody else. It's comparing with myself. It's comparing with, when I think about it spiritually, it's comparing with what God has put on my life. My calling is different to your calling. And so we shouldn't compare with each other. We should be cheerleaders for each other and encourage the progress that God wants to do in our lives. And trust God to be able to do what only He can do to bring the super to our natural some ways I believe you can position yourself for progress in 2019. Clive spoke about this so well last week, is reading your Bible. That's something where you can see spiritual progress. Prayer, that's something that we can focus our lives on God and be reminded. Connect groups. Connect groups are a great opportunity for us to be discipled and to spend time with people and see God's, uh, God's work in our lives as we just do life together and encourage each other around the Word of God. We started a connect group yesterday, Amy and I, with the Stuarts and the Bowdens. And we had the world's longest connect group. It went for eight hours yesterday. We were just in the pool. We had, we had lunch, which turned into dinner. And we just stayed there. And we had this incredible time together, just talking, catching up. It wasn't so much the most spiritual group you've ever had. But uh, we just had time together. And I think connect groups are so important because it's about doing life together. We all need people that help us to be accountable and help us to bring out the best on the inside of us. Serving. Serving is another way that we can see God's progress in our life. As we serve God, we can see the work that happens in us. And seeking a mentor. Finding someone that can pour into your life. Someone that can invest in you. I've loved over this last six-month period finding people that... I know I can just go and have a coffee with and that can just invest into me. Somewhere, people that are perhaps outside of this church even, other pastors and leaders that I can just say, hey, you know what, can I take you for a coffee and I just ask you to pour into my life. There's something powerful that can happen in those moments. The third thing is this this morning, God's power. So we've seen God's, God's provision, God's progress. Number three is God's power. Jabez called upon the name of the Lord. Oh, that you would bless me, enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me. That's what I'm believing for your 2019. 
that God's hand would be with you. His power would be active in your life. That it wouldn't just be your natural abilities, but it would be his power working through you. I started to plan 2019 at the end of last year and and I've been doing some of that planning over this week as we're looking to all that's ahead for this year and all the rosters and things that are happening all the way through to the end of December. And I'm looking at all of these things and the plans and the dates and things we've got in place and, and I'm really excited about this year. But you know what? All of my natural planning, all the natural things that I'm doing to try and put things in place, that has nothing on God's power. And so I can plan all that I want, but it's actually God's power. It's God that's building His church, not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit, that we see this incredible work that takes place in His church. I love that He is building His church. And that we can just partner with him and allow his power to work. You know, it's funny when you look through the Old Testament, you see time and time again of these big wars that would take place. And you see these incredible battles that kind of happened. And then these people that have gone out and thousands of soldiers that have gone out and fought these battles all throughout the Old Testament. And then it will say at the end of the passage, and the Lord brought about a great victory. And you kind of look at it and you think, But what about the thousands of people that were out? They sharpened their swords. They trained. They were putting their blood and sweat into that war and doing all of those things. And then it just says at the end, and God brought about a great victory. There's no names of anybody else that's mentioned. It's just that God brought about a great victory. And that's the power of God. That's for us reminding ourselves again that it's not actually our strength and our might. He brings the super to our natural. As we plan and do what God's called us to do, God brings the supernatural to that. And His power can flow in our life. I love in Ephesians 3.20, it says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. Never doubt it. In 2019, don't doubt that He could do something powerful in your life. That He could use you in a way that is supernatural and bring transformation in your family and in your world. Let's believe for that. What's your natural plans for 2019? And just let's, let's pray this morning that God's power would, would fall upon them and that He would so exceed all that we would plan. And fourth and finally, the thing is this, God's protection. It says that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. Just last year, I remember telling this story that it was magpie season and as I was just going along taking my little boy Cooper who's four on his bike I heard that horrible sound of a magpie you know the sound of the wings it's kind of coming down and so I'm realizing that we're getting swooped by a magpie and so I'm hovering over the bike where Cooper is making sure that he is not getting touched by this magpie and he's just riding along laughing completely unaware of the attack that is taking place. I'm taking heat. I'm taking, you know, like I feel like I'm in a war zone here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to knock off this magpie. I'm trying to make sure that I'm waving it off, all these kind of things. And as I'm doing that, he's just laughing along riding. And I kind of thought, what about that picture for our lives? I reckon so many times God's doing that for us. We don't even realize as we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't even need to fear evil because God's there just guiding things. He's there protecting. He's there looking after us. And I'm believing in your 2019 that you would see God's protection.
So God's provision, God's progress, God's power, and God's protection. What we're going to do right now is we're going to anoint everyone with oil and we're going to pray for these four things on your life. We're going to pray that God's power would touch your life in a supernatural way this year. And that we would see the anointing of God that is on your life already, outworked in a way that would go far beyond what you could ever ask, think, or imagine. You know, as I've already said, the anointing oil is nothing special about the oil itself. The thing about anointing is it's all about the authority of who anoints you. If your next door neighbor anointed you prime minister, that would make no difference to your life. But if the governor general anointed you prime minister, that would make a huge difference on your life. And we are reminded this morning that as we are anointing people with oil, it's actually the Holy Spirit who is the authority in that. We are doing that out of obedience to God, but it's His authority, and that's where the power of the anointing comes. When the Holy Spirit has given you authority to go out and have influence and to work in your life, which He has, that's where we understand, if I'm anointed, I'm not going to deny that anointing. I'm not going to hide that anointing. I'm going to step into all that God has with me with boldness and confidence. And we want to pray for that for you in 2019, that you would know the supernatural power of of God. The oil is a symbol of God's spirit. It's a symbol of God's presence. Actually, anointing in scripture means to dab or to drop or to smear on someone. And that's what we're doing right now. We're reminding people that the Holy Spirit is in you and working through you. And so I'm going to invite our leadership team to come up, some of the people that we've already assigned, and just come up and join me at the front here. And I'm going to anoint them with oil. And then what we're going to do is we are going to, as they make their way and just stand at the front here, then we're going to open up this altar and we're going to invite you to come. And they're going to anoint you with oil. We're going to do this smoothly and quickly. They're going to pray a quick prayer over you and anoint you with oil this morning. And then we're just going to believe in this moment that God would do something powerful in reminding you that you are called and you are anointed for His purpose. In 2019, you are set aside for His purpose and for His glory. So right now, Amy and I are just going to go through, anoint people with oil. Anoint you now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ask for God's progress. Ask for God's power. Ask for God's provision. We ask for God's protection to be upon your life in 2019. That you would see His goodness. That you would see His favor upon your life. That as you step out and do all that He's called to do, that you would know that you are appointed for the assignment that He has given you, that you are anointed for all that He has ahead for you in your life. And we thank you, Jesus, that in your power and in your name is freedom. In your power, in your name is anointing, Lord God, to do all that you have called us to do. And we anoint these people now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.